Welcome to Matter of Principles, a podcast from the Association of Washington School Principals. We've got some original podcasts in our feed. The podcast you're about to hear is the audio from an episode of AWSP TV, our talk show for principals. Make sure to tune in to our live episodes and catch all of our shows by subscribing to our YouTube channel. In the meantime, enjoy the audio from this episode of AWSP TV. Welcome to AWSP TV. I'm Kurt Hatch, Associate Director of the Association of Washington School Principals, and I'm here with special guest Justin Poulos from OSPI. Justin's the new Director of Multi-Tiered Systems of Support, or Director of MTSS, and Justin, thanks for being here today. Um, we asked Justin to come in and spend some time with us talking about multi-tiered systems of support. It's a hot topic. We want our members and folks across the state to know what it is, also know what it isn't, um, so we can start uh, collectively making a shift towards implementing multi-tiered systems of support. And Justin is uh, recently moved here from Wisconsin where he was doing similar work for over a decade. And so maybe Justin, can you tell our audience a little bit about what your work has entailed in the past and where you see um, this role, how you see this role shaping up uh, as director of MTSS for OSPI. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, for about the last 10 years, I've been, as you said, doing similar work in Wisconsin. What that has really been is developing uh, consistent messaging, support, um, training, technical assistance, coaching across the state for Wisconsin for MTSS, really helping schools understand what it is, but more helping them um, be able to implement well. You know, so much of, of MTSS, it, it's implementation, mm -hmm. and it's really about being able to do it. So uh, we recognize it's hard work, so want to be able to support schools and districts as much we, much as we can in, in being able to implement well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it says a lot about OSPI's commitment to this work to essentially create this position with this name and have it at the director level um, shows the commitment to helping folks across the state, 295 school districts, really understand what it means when we say MTSS um, and to provide the technical assistance so people can do it well because it's a fundamental shift in some things for a lot of schools. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, to ensure that we all are working from the same uh, core vocabulary, common vocabulary, can you tell us what MTSS means? We know it stands for Multi-Tiered Systems of Support, but what does that mean for folks? So, MTSS is really a framework. I, we often hear it as a program or an initiative, but I'd really prefer to just refer to it as a framework. and it's. It's kind of the operating system for how we do school. So what we do is, is we develop some consistent language, consistent processes, and a lot of support for the adults in the building to be able to deliver high quality instruction and intervention to students. And we do that through partnership with families. We do that through evidence-based practices, implementing evidence-based practices. We do it through having really good instruction for all students and then also knowing not every student's going to respond the same to, to kind of that universal instruction. Having a continuum of increasingly 
intensive supports available to students that need more support. And then we really use data and, and using uh, data in two ways. One, looking at data to see are we doing what we said we were going to do? Are we implementing and how well are we implementing MTSS? And then also looking at the student outcome data and saying, is it working? So are we doing it? Is it working? Two aspects of data use within MTSS. Mm. And, and within this, we want to increase and uh, engage students, families, community members as partners in the education process mm. with the school staff. Okay, so it sounds pretty holistic. Very. Um, and so people are, I'm guessing, wondering uh, about the outcomes that are better when we're using MTSS as opposed to how things are being done now. Um, I know there's proven outcomes. Can you talk a little bit about what other school districts or in your experience how things have shifted um, for academic outcomes or maybe behavioral outcomes? Um, and can you talk a little bit about how MTSS addresses the issue of equity? Sure. Yeah, so I'll, I'll speak a little to my experience in Wisconsin around some of these. Just we've, as, as we've both said, been doing this for about 10 years in Wisconsin. What we found is uh, the level of implementation is critical. We have, we're kind of doing it, and we have, we're doing it well. And that's, that's a critical difference in, in getting to student level outcomes. That, you know, we often refer to it as full implementation or fidelity of implementation is you know that standard to which we're implementing but what we found behaviorally is reduction in suspensions by quite mm. a bit we've academically have seen in Wisconsin um, like benchmark scores map testing for example go up improvements rate of growth go up faster within schools that are implementing well than without with schools that aren't implementing as well or are not implementing at all. And then on top of that, what we found is schools that are implementing the academic and the behavioral aspects of MTSS, doing it across content areas, have more gains in both academics and mm. behavior than schools that are doing either one mm. alone. Have you heard of a school or a school district who have implemented MTSS with fidelity and there are specific indicators that help people understand their level of implementation. Yeah. So they've uh, seen the indicators and they show, yep, they are in, uh, implementing it with fidelity. Have you experienced any districts or schools who've said, I want to go back the other way and do it the way we were doing it before? I would say not as like necessarily a conscious decision in that way. Mm. I think what we've seen more often than not is um, this is hard work and it in involves everyone to do the work. And what we've seen is if, if it's not done in a really systemic, systematic, careful way, when we have turnover of staff, we, we kind of lose uh, we have we have drift about to where eventually we've seen districts that have had uh, attrition because they, they 
they're not aware of what it used to be mm -hmm. anymore. But we've had very, very few examples in my experience of schools that say, no, we're not going to do that mm -hmm. anymore. We're going to do whatever else mm -hmm. instead. Because when you think of MTSS as a framework and how we, how we operate, we, we can put into that framework different aspects that mm -hmm. our data are indicating as needs. Right, so if we have identified certain aspects of uh, trauma as as a big need that we're going to pull into our into our school, we, we can do that within the framework of of MTSS rather than as a standalone. And what that does is it helps create systems that are more efficient and effective, rather than we have a team for this, we have a team for that, we have a team for this. Now what we're doing is, is we're bringing all that together and we're saying what teams do we have, what data do we have, what teaching opportunities do we have, and doing it all together as a single effort rather than a number of siloed or disjointed efforts. Mm -hmm. So um, when we've had districts really doing it well, that's what we've really found is they're finding ways to make everything more efficient mm -hmm. rather than you know we're doing MTSS and we're doing this and this mm -hmm. and this it's we're doing MTSS and within that we're doing this and this, mm -hmm. and this. And it sounds like you're describing the the very the the structural differences between implementing a framework as opposed to uh, a specific initiative or a specific curriculum adoption very Correct. different things. Right, yeah, this is much more global, um, but yet objectively defined yet, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we can define what the system's aspects yeah. are to it, but the actual uh, curriculum or actual interventions may change from one school to the next to meet the needs and context of, the, of that building, district, community. Mm. Um, but the framework itself has, you know, kind of its own set, objective, uh, objectively defined components. So, if, so we have objectively defined components, which I mean makes me wonder that if I'm a school board member, um, or if I'm a superintendent, or a director, or a school principal, or even a system principal, how do I know if we've met those objectives, or how do I measure if we've had some drift? Um, yeah, what yeah. what tools or you know what can we use to ensure that we know that it's going well? That's a great question. So we have there are some tools that are identified, and one thing that we've learned um, through some researchers uh, across the country with sustaining implementation is that using these tools is a critical component to sustainability to help mm. kind of mitigate that drift. So there, within behavior, there's the tiered fidelity inventory. It's available for free. It's an online survey that a team takes, and um, it helps them identify what's going well, what are areas to improve upon, gives them an opportunity to celebrate some of the work that's happened, and also um, do some really uh, defined planning of, of where to go next. So. The tiered 
excuse me, tiered fidelity inventory is one specifically within, within the context of behavior. Uh, there's some more global measures. Uh, National Center of RTI has, has a rubric and tool that looks uh, at MTSS. And then there are a couple other states that have tools uh, that are available, print, take online. Michigan, for example, has a tiered fidelity inventory in reading. Minnesota has one in math. One of my hopes over the next couple years at least, if not sooner, is, mm -hmm. is that we're able to uh, develop guidance and have easier access within the state mm -hmm. to um, specific tool or tools to recommend and provide support on. I think uh, we're just not there yet in the state, but I would start with the tiered fidelity inventory. Mm -hmm. it's, it is geared towards behavior, but it really helps identify some of the, the um, system's features of mm -hmm. MTSS. Oh, okay. Um, so how can, how can school leaders really conceptualize and implement MTSS to ensure integration? Because you had mentioned academics, behavior, um, because there's a lot of important elements uh, required to meet the needs, you know, complex and holistic needs of each child, like academics, social emotional learning, uh, mental health. Um, uh, so how, how does MTSS help people integrate those things? Sure. So I think a few things. When we think of teaming structures and we have teams that are looking at the whole child and the whole system, I think is helpful. So um, historically, we've often had teams that are looking at behavior, teams that are looking at academics, and, and especially when we're looking at an individual child level team, that a, a student that's in need of additional supports, if we're not looking at both of those pieces together, we're not getting the whole picture. But then when we think kind of more system-wide and social-emotional learning, school mental health, some of those aspects, what, what MTSS can do at the school level and at the district level really is it helps to build those avenues of support. We identify who the teams are that are, are supporting the efforts across the school. We identify what the data and what the data systems are that we're using and we use those uh, systemically across multiple areas. We identify areas that we're teaching. So when we think about behavior, for example, we can set behavioral examples that might be, I don't know, keep your hands and feet mm -hmm. to yourself, right? Very um, kind of set. But within that, there are skills that we need mm -hmm. to teach students, which gets at some of the social-emotional mm -hmm. learning, right? How to self-regulate and how, mm -hmm. how to, right? So now we're getting into social-emotional learning skills that are necessary in order to accomplish that behavior, that expectation. So within MTSS, we can look for opportunities. Where are we teaching not just the behavior of keep your hands and feet to yourself, but the skills that students learn to be able to, to regulate their emotions and, and help them be able to get to that level. Mm -hmm. And by doing all of that together, we identify both the, the behaviors or academic standards that we're working on, the skills that are necessary to accomplish that, and then we're able to use data and teaming structures to, to bring that up and uh, support it across 
across the school. Mm. We know at the classroom level, a teacher can't separate all these things. Mm. We can't separate <laughs> mm -hmm. academics from behavior, from social emotional learning. We have to bring it all together. And what MTSS helps us do is take that from the classroom, kind of that practices interactions with students level to the system level to support a teacher in being able to do that. Mm. It's reminding me of, what you're saying is reminding me of uh, some of the conversation that I had with Susan Barrett uh, mm -hmm. not too long ago, and actually she uh, did an interview similar to this one and talked a little bit about her, her integrated systems framework. Yeah. Um, you familiar? I am, yes. Can you talk a little bit about that in the context of MTSS um, so people can understand a little bit more about this notion of integrating it? Because I think it's a really interesting topic um, because it's just kind of illustrates some of the complexity. Mm -hmm. um, so having this understanding about MTSS and, and Susan Barrett's work, I think can really be helpful to people. Sure, so the interconnected systems framework is connecting mental health supports in schools and communities to school-based, like PBIS, for example. And what it does is it gives us the opportunity to connect some of those same things I was just talking about, mm -hmm. leadership teams as well as uh, data. But when we think about mental health providers and across multiple tiers, supporting mental health across multiple tiers, is we're looking at partnerships with community providers, families, students, school, to be able to support students at all levels. And when, when we're providing additional support, say in some schools you have a mental health provider coming into the school to provide support, having that person or those people on teams at all, mm. all levels of the system then helps us generalize and use the same language, same supports, not just when the student goes and meets with that provider, but throughout the day. So generalizing and transferring those skills, getting those, reinforcing those skills that are, are um, supporting that student happens across all environments of the building, not just in one place. Mm -hmm. We're using similar data points to, to identify students who may need additional support. We're, uh, communicating, collaborating across all pieces of the system rather than having separate systems operating in one building. Mm. Yeah, thank you. That was really helpful. It makes me think of some of the work that folks that are doing at Smart Center like Kelsey Schmitz and um, Dr. Swain Bradway at Northwest PBIS and how they're integrating under the MTSS umbrella um, mental health supports, PBIS, Susan Barrett's work, and what you're doing, helping to bring all of that together for you know 295 districts across the state, knowing that you're just one person and we're building the capacity uh, for that to happen, but how all those other folks out, experts in the field and in the community are so important to this work, just like schools reaching out to their local resources and their Absolutely. families. You had mentioned you know, one per, you know, having one person that's a mental health specialist, what I'm hearing out in the field is there's a need for that. Um, and then I think what MTSS can do is help people know that bringing that person into your setting can be used uh, with such greater uh, power, I guess, or influence 
um, not just having kids go individually to that person, but have that person serve on teams, like you were saying, that could help everyone be in charge of school mental health. Yeah, we want to build the capacity of the entire building to support all students. And we do that through serving on teams. We do that through coaching our staff. You know, going back to that, it's really the implementation mm -hmm. and using all the resources we have in our building, in our district, in our community to help support all students mm -hmm. in a really systemic way rather than just referring out to different people but not bringing all that together for the student or yeah. family. Yeah. So I want to switch topics just a little bit. Um, as you know, uh, a hot topic in the state of Washington um, recently has been the new discipline laws. And people have been spending you know, time and energy interpreting those laws, responding to uh, the changes. And it's been quite a shift uh, for systems across the state. Um, can you talk about the connection between MTSS and the new discipline laws and how it can be a support for people who are making those yeah. adjustments? Yeah. So MTSS is really prevention-based model and what we're really trying to do is, is keep students in the learning environment and keep them able to benefit from the instruction in the classroom. Um, and, you know, obviously have good instruction in the classroom, you know, supporting all of that. But with regard to the discipline, what exclusionary discipline is not an evidence-based practice. Mm -hmm. we, we know that there are negative effects long-term for students that are suspended and especially suspended repeatedly. So what we want to do is we want to identify students in need of support sooner and we want to provide supports to them sooner. But in order to do that, what we need to do is we need to have some strong systems in place for every student. And then, you know, so it's, it's, it's not just looking at the students, but really looking at the, the adults. Mm. And what can the adults do to better support the students at all levels of the system? And then how do we help um, build the skills up of the students and the staff to be able to stay in the learning environment, benefit from the learning environment. So early identification, early intervention, but really taking a school-wide, system-wide view of what's working, what's not working, and how do we adjust the system so that um, we're not always putting that on the students, but we're really taking a look at what are, what are some ways we can change the environment that the student's in? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, speaking of new laws, um, recently the legislature made some changes to an RCW, a Revised Code of Washington, and it had to do with the new, what's called the dyslexia law. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I think that is likely going to have a fairly um, significant impact. I think it already is having an impact directly on people's practice um, and their school leadership because uh, it's quite specific. Um, and one of the portions that's I think very specific has to do with MTSS is, and I'm paraphrasing, but essentially okay. it says um, students in K, kindergarten, first and second grade uh, there needs to be a multi-tiered system of support in place 
for all K through two students. And it, it's referring to academics because it has to do with literacy. Um, but as we know, MTSS is an umbrella for behavior and academics and other, mm. other things. Um, so essentially knowing that it's not an option. People have a couple years yeah. to really implement a strong MTSS system at the elementary school and I'm sure it'll um, progress its way up the system and I don't think there's any reason to wait anyways because it's a it's really a better way of doing school. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for people who are just starting off with this? Where's it, What's a good place to start or are there resources or just what are your general thoughts on that? Um, because I think people are going to watch this and, and more and more people are talking at MTSS and they're, they're interested in getting going with it. Yeah, so specifically for the K-2 literacy, I mean, it's kind of the same thing that I was just saying with the behavior, mm -hmm. early intervention, early identification, mm -hmm. early intervention with strong levels of instruction and intervention along that continuum, mm -hmm. same, same benefit. With regard to getting started, I think a few things that I would recommend are um, go slow to go fast. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds and it feels like, man, we got a timeline, we got to stick yeah. to that timeline, we got to go. But what I've seen um, many times is schools and districts that try to go faster than they have the capacity to support, they put in various aspects, real technical aspects in place without all the, the pieces that are necessary to support the staff, um, both skill-wise, but also just beliefs, attitudes, um, you know, more of that adaptive mm -hmm. change. Yeah. And it, they, they end up taking longer to move further. Mm. So I'd say, A, don't don't rush. Yeah. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? <laughs> uh, but also start with identifying what you have in place. What teams do you have that are serving um, functions that may be able to be repurposed? Mm -hmm. What, what evidence-based practices are you using, especially at that universal or tier one level? How's that going? Looking at data, looking at data to see how well are students uh, responding to the instruction that we have in place, both as like whole school or whole grade, but also disaggregating that and looking by specific student groups, um, maybe race, ethnicity, students with IEPs, uh, English learners it, as examples and seeing how well are they benefiting from from the things that we have in place and using some of that to identify some starting points. What are the biggest areas of need within the school? And then I, t I spoke earlier about like the tiered fidelity inventory. If we're starting in behavior, mm -hmm. we're starting in literacy. Taking a look at a tool like that or the MTSS rubric from the National RTI Center to identify what are some areas that we're, we're doing pretty well in and what are some areas that we need to, to to beef up and um, pick a few and mm -hmm. start there. Get a team together, make sure this is really, it's really critical that this is team led, not relying solely on, the, on one person mm -hmm. to do the leading of it. Have a team, um, include your principal mm -hmm. on that team and 
start small, pick a few things that you're going to focus on from one of those rubrics, you know, um, and, and then in a few months, come back and, and look at that rubric again and see how are we doing now compared to where we started. Take it again, identify an, mm -hmm. a, a few more action steps and just take it a piece at a time. And um, just know that this is a continuous improvement model. Mm -hmm. You're never going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> We're always going to be looking for what's the next area that we improve throughout that system. And we need to really be careful within it of engaging new staff, especially as, as we have turnover from year mm -hmm. to year, so that we don't have that attrition I spoke of earlier mm -hmm. when um, some teachers or administrators uh, retire or move on to another another school or district yeah. or profession or whatever it might yeah. be. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for, for coming in. This has been very helpful. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I, I know there's resources out out there, you know, one of the things that I've discovered is there is so much out there that's very helpful and sometimes school leaders just don't have the time in their day uh, to find those. So sure. part of what AWSP is doing is committing to having these resources ready to available on our website. Um, I know that if people go to OSPI's website, yeah. search for MTSS, they'll find a wealth of things. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So on the OSPI MTSS page right now, we have a list of some providers that can help provide mm. training or support, and we have some resources. And my goal is to continually update those resources with um, new and and kind of relevant mm -hmm. as as the field and the resources continue to be developed nationally. Is to to make that page on, on OSPI's page, really um, a good starting point to yeah. find resources. Yeah. And we have a, um, a webinar series that's monthly, a PLC for district and mm. school leaders, and um, we're gonna get that kicked off next month. So mm. information about that is also on the MTSS okay, page. Great. Yeah, wonderful. Well, thanks again. Thanks again for everybody tuning in to another episode of AWSP TV. Hope this was helpful to you. If you have any questions about multi-tiered systems of support or wanting resources, uh, give me a call, Kurt Hatch at AWSP, and, or also uh, reach out to Justin. He's happy to help. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To catch all of our episodes, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can watch AWSB TV and our other great video content. If you have ideas for guests or topics you'd like to hear about, shoot me an email at david at awsp.org. We'll do our best to make it happen. On behalf for all of us at AWSP, we hope you tune in again. Keep up the great work for kids, and we'll see you next time.